Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen uh, for us and for you guys. Renterswarehouse.com, Nashville's professional landlords. Find out how much your home can rent for by going to Renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness electronic muscle stimulation. Your first workout is free at mandu.com. The Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency. Save money on your insurance by going to tuckertn.com. Calvin and Subtle is where to go for any of your hardwood flooring or flooring needs. Calvinandsubtle.com in the mid-state. And also, uh, brand new, the Bone and Joint Institute, uh, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic care, sports medicine experts, the Bone and Joint tn.org bone and joint tn.org is where to go uh glad to have them a part of our show this week so zach i have a big idea involving the sec and the acc but before i dive into that idea i want to know how, how did you feel when you saw the news of the big 10 just coming out like july 9th and saying no just conference games this year. Screw the non-conference schedule, which robs us of a lot of big-time games and big-time programs. How did you feel about the Big Ten's decision and really the timing of that decision? Well, it was just another thing that the coronavirus has robbed us of, right? I mean, that that's, that was the, the first thing. I get it. Look, at the crux of this, it is safety because you have – you have 20-something-year-olds or 18-year-olds, whatever the age of college football players, but they're also working with older uh, coaches that could be susceptible to coronavirus. They could get sick, and that's not what we're trying to do. Same time, you are going to have to live your life at some point in time. So uh, this season, this entire fall, they will use as much precaution, but my first reaction was they they're going to – I wasn't like completely like, what are you doing? Don't be a wuss. Like, I was not like that. I was like, okay, at least kind of prepare our ourselves and fans of college football for maybe something that we could get in the fall. At least you're telling me that you're working on it. And if I don't get to see, you know, Alabama against the school of the blind, the second to week, last week of the season, right before the iron ball, I think I'll survive. For the Big Ten and the Pac-12, if that's how you're going to go about it, that's fine. At least put in the time and the effort to make sure you play your conference games, though. Make sure that you are right on that to at least get football back in our lives as far as college football is concerned. Yeah, so I think the Big Ten's biggest reasoning for why they wanted to do this was uh, so they could have control over their conference because we all know this by now. Uh, people have talked about this decision uh, since last week, uh, but the Big Ten wants, and, and, and really all the Power Five conferences, they control their teams, their schools, their protocols, their testing. So that made me think. Because obviously the Power Five conferences have more resources than the Group of Five conferences. And the Group of Five conferences, those teams make up the majority of the non-conference schedule in the Power Five. Because most Power Five teams only have one other Power Five non-conference opponent. Because they want to make sure they get some winnable games on there. Some tune-up games. Some money games where the smaller school get paid to go across and, and get beat by a few touchdowns. Or in Georgia State's case, beat Tennessee in a shocker. So control was the big word there. 
that made me think most, if not all the power five conferences should have the same type of resources. So they will have the ability to have the same level of testing and protocols for coronavirus, and they should do something about it. And so now Zach, I introduced to everybody the SEC ACC challenge. And this has been something that I've wanted to do for a couple of years because in college basketball, you've got the ACC versus the Big Ten Challenge, and you've also got the SEC versus the Big 12 Challenge, where for one weekend in January, they play against each other on a Saturday, and you take the records. Who wins more games, SEC versus the Big 12 and vice versa? And now, because the ACC has waited and the SEC has waited, uh, the Big 12, sorry, you only have 10 teams, but these two conferences have the ability to put together a 14 versus 14 team challenge to help us make this college football season better. It's the SEC versus the ACC challenge, and I know how to make it happen. All right, so my first question before you get into the ins and outs, because look, here this is the struggle of today's show. Like you know that I I don't care about the coronavirus. Like I I think that we can get back to living more than just hiding in our houses, but that's my opinion. So I want this to happen, right? But I will struggle and I will play kind of devil's advocate and, and kind of cheerleader because I want this to happen. Yeah. Now, here's my first question before you get into how this could happen. Why would the ACC want this to happen? Okay. I understand why the SEC wants this to happen, right? Because the SEC – Big bad. They've got Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach now in the West. You've got the defending national champions. You've got a hungry Nick Saban. You, I haven't even gotten to the East, which has Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee chomping at the yeah. bit. Very the, the SEC, I think, and I think has been this way, one of, if not the best conference for decades, right? Right. Why would the ACC, who's probably pretty down, well, Florida State, Louisville, and all that stuff, why would they want to do this? Well, I've got my reasonings, and we'll get to that. Now, G-Man on base says, where would Notre Dame fit in asking for an Irish friend? Well, in the article that I will release after the show where I detail all of this, so if you miss some of the details or want to read it in greater length or want to read it in general, I will release that article on A-to-Z-SportsNashville.com after the show. Notre Dame, decades of arrogance and greed leave them on the sidelines. Because I'm sorry, Notre Dame, you're just a – part-time ACC member, and so you were left out of this situation. So I will I will tell you this. I have five aspects of, of this idea. Do you that, answer my question yes, of why the I will, ACC? I will answer well, why the why the ACC would want to do it. Yes. Yes, I have that answer, and I think it's fairly obvious, but we will get to – I have five aspects of how the SEC versus ACC challenge will work. And Zach, I'm going to at Greg Sankey. I'm going to find John Swafford, the ACC commissioner's uh, Twitter handle, because I couldn't find it before the show. I'm going to at him, and I will make sure the people that, and I want you guys to help me out with this too, make sure the people that have the power see this idea because it can work. Before I dive in to these five aspects, of, of the SEC versus ACC challenge. Let me quickly tell you about Mandu, the pulse of fitness, where one 15-minute workout simulates five hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Uh, your first workout is free. It's, it's full body, 
electronic muscle stimulation. The results are real. The science is real. Go try it. At your first workout's free at mandu.com. All right, A to Z Sports, Austin's going to get into uh, his factors. I'm very, very curious. So, Austin, just go ahead, fire them up. Let's see what you got to start out. All right, so my five factors, I'm going to go through these one by one, but I'll put them all up on the screen for you right now. The first one is conference control. And like I said leading up to this, the ACC and the SEC have all the resources possible to have the best protocols and testing for the coronavirus. As you've seen across uh, college football, as players returned to campus a month ago, they've tested. We've heard the testing results. Uh, they've gone through all these things. And the reason why the Big Ten wanted to get away from the MAC or the other group of five conferences is because those conferences simply do not have the same resources. And by resources, I just flat out mean dollars to be able to do the same type of level of protocols that the big conferences can't. So flat out, if the SEC or the ACC, if they're comfortable playing against their own conference opponents, then why shouldn't they be comfortable playing against the other conference because they will have very close, if not very similar or the same protocols uh, for the coronavirus testing uh, this upcoming fall. So that is reason number one, conference control. They have the control on how to do this. Well, you're moving individuals, right? It's travel. That, that's the big thing. So if Texas A&M is okay to travel, I don't know, uh, across somewhat of the country to play an opponent – then it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But that's going to be a concern for both conferences because you're moving individuals that possibly have COVID, right? It's the outbreak of Florida right now, right? Or the reason why uh, this was early on, but you couldn't rent a beach house if you were from Louisiana because New Orleans had big uh, a massive outbreak at the beginning of this pandemic. So you're going to have to get over the travel situation for that. Well, but I okay. understand this is probably the closest conference that could play. And, and that is uh, number two on my list of aspects is geographic region. The, the SEC and the ACC share four states. And so if, if Kentucky and Louisville – like Kentucky has to travel further to every conference game than they would then to have to go to Louisville to play them. Florida has to travel further for every conference game than they would to go play their ACC rival, Florida State. Same thing can be said about South Carolina and Clemson and Georgia and Georgia Tech. So geographic region, it, it does make some sense. Now, obviously, Boston College, Pitt and Syracuse and Texas A&M do make things more difficult. But again, if Texas A&M is going to travel to play South Carolina or vice versa, then that's the same amount of travel as they would really – like what's the difference in an hour-and-a-half plane ride and a two-hour plane ride? What's the difference in a plane ride in general, uh, the length? It's just the time of being on the plane and the process of boarding and deboarding that people are worried about. So geographic reasons why second. Uh, I, I think that's fair. Out of all of the conferences, <clears throat> that probably makes the most sense – for ACC, and you mentioned them. I, that was a point that I was going to bring up. What about New York and Boston? Because, but look, I've traveled on a plane multiple times, honestly, through this pandemic. I've traveled on a plane probably three or four times, three times. Like, you can make the precautions, but the problem is the testing of it, right? How strenuous, strenuous is it going to be the testing of these players 
moving away. And that's something that you can't answer or I can't answer. I have no idea. Right. The but, NBA but is starting to is, figure it out. But, but my point is the SEC and the ACC will have the same amount of money to figure out how the testing is going to happen. All so right, what's if, next? All right, so uh, next on the list when it comes to uh, uh, the SEC versus ACC challenge, and this has already been reported, it's the current rivalries across these two conferences. Because it's already been reported, Brett McMurphy and several others have talked about how the athletic directors at Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and Kentucky have already vocalized in SEC AD meetings that they want to keep those big games, those rivalry games that typically happen the last week of the season. And I've already mentioned it. Like It's, it's 45 minutes from Kentucky to Louisville. It's two hours from Florida to Florida State. Uh, Georgia and Georgia Tech, Atlanta to Athens, people make that drive all the time. Not a big deal. Same thing for South Carolina and Clemson. So those four ADs really, really want to have these games happen. And so now all they got to do is work on their other SEC ADs to try to figure out how we, how can they get other opponents to make sure you have your eight conference schedule eight-game conference schedule to go along with one other ACC opponent. And that makes – look, those rivalries create economic dollars, right? Because Kentucky really wants to beat Louisville and Louisville really wants to beat Kentucky. (laughs) Really probably not impeding on a national championship run, but those two schools hate each other, and that's why they're rivalries. So I can get on board with that. That makes sense. So you like it so far. I have some holes that I'll bring up, but uh, so far you've brought up very good quality, positive points on, and I got some questions, but on why this makes sense and the ability for it too, right? Because the ACC and SEC haven't made decisions like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Right. And the Big 12 can't work because they only have 10 teams. So you would naturally leave out at least four uh, SEC teams who could not have an opponent because that's the closest other region uh, geographically that could happen. Okay, so now my fourth point, because I've gone through conference control, I've gone through geographic regions, and I've gone through the current rivalries. The next is the timing of this. When should it happen, Zach? And here's where the calendar really makes a lot of sense. Currently, the uh, college football season is set to kick off September 5th. That's Labor Day weekend, right? This is what should happen. The SEC versus ACC challenge should take place on the weekend of September 26th. That gives three extra weeks for the conferences to get their players, their coaches, their protocols all in line. It buys them three extra weeks to be able to kick off the season, the college football season, with the first ever cross-conference challenge where you have 14 games on the same weekend. You go head-to-head, toe-to-toe, SEC versus ACC. And they and then both the SEC and the ACC have eight-game conference schedules. So you look further down the schedule in the calendar, October and November, there is a combined nine weekends in those two months. So you have time to get in eight conference games, and then for each team to have a bye week. So the timing works out there. And why is that important? Because we know when the conference championship games are scheduled, December 5th. So you can still be done with a nine-game season with a bye week, so 10-week season before your regular conference title weekend for all the conferences so the college football playoff can still happen around the new year. And, hey, 
you have some built-in wiggle room. If you need to delay the conference championships a week, then you have the ability to do that. So you can get in the SEC-ACC Challenge the weekend of September 26th and then get all your conference games in, have the title game, have the college football playoff committee meet and, and finalize everything. That's when it should happen. Saturday, September 26th weekend. All right. So here what I, I was curious to see, because this is what the question I was going to ask, but I was going to let you um, get to it before I asked it. Why would you – let's take a step back, Austin. Why are you doing this in the first place? The reason why you're doing this in the first place is because of money. It's not because you want to see ACC versus SEC. It's because of money. That's the only reason why they would do this. So why would you kind of blow your you-know-what in one weekend? Why would you do that? Because why, why wouldn't you pepper this throughout to gain money? We can't watch all those games. Yes, you can. And, and, and that is my next point is you actually can watch all these games. And the reason why I've decided to make it one weekend is because – you're going to have to rework the entire schedule. And all of this is based on the SEC at some point and the ACC at some point making the decision to move to conference only or to strip away the current non-conference schedule. So when you do that, I know the SEC teams typically have a non-conference opponent in the month of November, right? They've got most of them in September, but some are in November. So you're going to have to condense and rework the schedule. And it makes sense to do this first to get it out of the way so you can make sure you play your conference schedule the way you want it to. So that is that is not, my, No, no, no. See, this is where I disagree with this, okay? We got through four points, but then I'm going to stop you. This makes no sense. It, if you're not going to – if the vaccine – or if the – if the coronavirus is going to take over and stop your season, it's going to stop your season. You're not trying to get these games in. It's just going to stop it, right? They're going to cancel it. That's how it's going to be. So you don't have to placate. Don't live your life around the coronavirus. Schedule how you want to make the most money if it works. That This is idiotic to just do it all in one weekend. You want to have marquee games and different games Throughout the course of the season, you're gonna to have gain more revenue. No, Zach, you're gonna have all conference games, which revenue is already ready for. This is extra revenue. No, this and is that, this is wrong. Okay, this well that, is where right, this well is. That wrong. comes into my last point. I'll get to my last point because it is the TV networks, because the SEC and the ACC share TV networks with Disney slash ESPN. So they have the ability for the time slots to work for one weekend because you've got ESPN. ESPN2, ABC, and then you can simulcast one game uh, on the SEC Network and the ACC Network, which they're both under the Disney uh, umbrella, so that makes sense as well. And then you've got the 11 a.m. Central, 3 p.m. Central, 7 o'clock Central, four time slots across the board. So that's 12 games. You're still missing two games, right? Then the ACC already does this a lot during the season. They, they play games on Friday night. And remember, this, because the Big Ten's decision, the Pac-12's decision, this is kicking off the college football season. So you play two of the games on a doubleheader on Friday night and then 12 games on Saturday to get in the SEC versus ACC challenge. And there you got 14 games in one weekend and you share this extra TV revenue because you had the same partners. And you remember as well, the uh, partnership with CBS and the SEC doesn't kick in until league play begins. So CBS, doesn't, you don't have to worry about that. And 
that as that is a hoop that you would have to look through uh, if it was later in the year. So you do this the first weekend. You kick it off with 14 games, SEC versus ACC. And I had the matchups too if you want to run through those at some point. Okay, before you get to the matchups, I'll move on from peppering it throughout the schedule. You want to do this one weekend, yes. make it more like what basketball does – this is going to get people excited about college football's return. I think that will happen. Here's the other issue that I had, and you stated at the beginning, and I'll give credit to G-Man on base because he brought it up. Your fatal flaw is uh, the, the team that I can't stand, but your fatal flaw is Notre Dame. You can't leave that money on the table, and they, they provide the wrinkle that you don't want. Because that makes you have an odd number of teams. And Notre Dame probably makes more money than the majority of the ACC teams. So you're not going to leave them out of this. You're going to figure out to find a way. And that makes it very, very difficult. But you Notre can't Dame, just replace a team. Notre Dame is not a member of the, of the ACC. They are I not. Know, but they have the ability when Notre Dame wants something, what usually happens, unfortunately? Sometimes they get it. I mean, no, 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 no not sometimes. They always get it. That That's Catholic how it joke? works. And I, and I hate that. I can't stand Notre Dame. And you know my feelings on Notre Dame. But I'm also not in complete denial of the power that they, they, they wield through college football. So that's, I think, a big problem in this scheme. If you can find a way to add a team or do something to make the, the, it even and Notre Dame gets in, because they're going to want a part of this money. Because if they're in, they get shared revenue, which makes everybody more money. That's the philosophy. Everybody gets rich. Sure. And look, Notre Dame is going to complicate everything. And, and a lot of people say screw Notre Dame because Notre Dame has gotten what they've wanted for generations in college football for being independent and the coronavirus is the time where that's going to probably bite Notre Dame in the ass a little bit. So that is that I don't think Notre Dame needs to be involved. I think you have 14 versus 14, you go through it. And the reason why the ACC wants to do this, that's the first question you asked me is because of TV money. Revenue is down everywhere, right? Revenue is going to be down from having very limited or basically zero ticket sales. And then you're going to, so if you can fabricate extra revenue out of thin air by having one big ass ACC versus SEC challenge weekend, that makes everybody a little bit happier. And, and Except from the, for Notre from, Dame. <laughs> well, screw Notre Dame. Notre I, Dame I, agree. I, I can't stand her, but that's not good business. And that's why the ACC and the SEC have waited as long as they have and have met as often as they have. Now, they haven't gotten to a, a conclusion or resolution yet, but that's the, the ACC and the SEC, pretty damn smart. Those are the conferences that have, have been rising up the ranks. The SEC has been there for quite some time. But since Clemson came on the scene and Florida State kind of went down, Clemson has been the powerhouse of college football for the last uh, half decade, close yeah. to decade. Yeah. And so they have that power. I love this idea, okay. Austin. Yeah. I want this to happen. I just think that the Notre Dame caveat is big and trying to maximize revenue by not just doing it one weekend. I understand your philosophy. Well, that's the safe, that's the way you can guarantee it to happen, right? Is to make it one weekend. One huge weekend, as G-Man says, TV ratings are going to be through the roof. Ads should be at an all-time high rates per commercial. You know, ad rates, that changes. Regardless, 
you're getting, regardless, you're getting extra TV revenue and TV content that has the ability to be sold from all of your corporate sponsors and your television networks where there is some cohesiveness between the SEC and the ACC. All right, the last question I'll ask before we get everybody involved and, and really kind of put this, this and I've thing got, to the And test. I've got the matchups too. And we'll go through those before we ask that. But Austin, are fans included in this plan? Of going to the game? Yes. I mean, that would be a bonus, right? I mean, but that's... That's almost separate from this idea because that's a, that's a massive question mark that nobody knows the answer to on July 15th. Happy tax day, by the way. Uh, nobody knows the answer to the fans in the stadium question right now, regardless if it's conference play or if it's non-conference play. So that's kind of an add-on uh, outside of this. I think you can move forward with the SEC-ACC challenge with the unknown of how many fans are going to be there because it's all about the TV revenue because you need to create more revenue because of how much you're losing from limited to zero ticket sales. Yeah. All right. So let's hear these matchups and then we'll ask the question of the possibility. All right. Before I get to the matchups, I've got 14 versus 14. Before we get to the matchup, Zach, uh, tell people about a great matchup for them. That is the Tucker agency to help them save some money. Yeah, we partnered with the Tucker Agency right before or right as the pandemic hit uh, in, in spring, and they can save you a ton of money. If you have home insurance, renter's insurance, life insurance, they can redo your policy, put it in a bundle, and they can save you money. The average customer at the Tucker Agency, when you go to them, saves 20%. 20% is a couple hundred extra bucks. That could pay the bills. That can help you in a time of need if you've lost income. Email Will. He's the owner of Tucker Agency. His team can help you. Will at TuckerTN.com. It's Will at TuckerTN.com. All you got to do is email him and say, heard about you on A to Z Sports. How can I save money on my insurance? That's all you got to do. Two sentences. Thanks, whoever you are. His team will get back to you, and you could save 20%. That's big time. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Wednesday. I'm going to go through uh, my SEC versus ACC football challenge matchups. Uh, real quickly, it's you get the regular rivalries, they stay they together, stay. right? So you've got Clemson versus South Carolina, and I'm going to do ACC team first, SEC team second. Clemson versus South Carolina, Louisville versus Kentucky, Florida State versus Florida, and Georgia Tech versus Georgia. Those are rivalries for a reason, so it makes absolute sense. So now you've got 10 SEC and 10 ACC left. Obviously, there's some weird, goofy ACC teams in the mix here, but I think I did a pretty good job of creating a storyline uh, within uh, all of these matchups that I thought could fit. So I'll start at the top. Virginia Tech versus Alabama. Classic old-school programs with a lot of history. Virginia Tech's trying to get back to where they were under Justin Fuente. Alabama, obviously a brand name, but two brand names of the conferences, Virginia Tech versus Alabama. Next on the list is the other schools in those states, the little brother programs in Virginia and Alabama. We go Virginia Cavaliers versus Auburn Tigers. It would also be very aesthetically pleasing on your TV because both teams got that navy blue and orange color combo. So I feel like the two little brother programs, Virginia versus Auburn, 
would be a fun watch. Well, and Virginia, little brother, was bigger than big brother last year. Correct. Virginia but, was better than yeah. Virginia Tech. And, Vir and, and some of these ACC teams that you're going to be like, oh, those teams, those four games suck. Not so fast. Some of these, the ACC is a weird conference right now where you've got some pretty good solid teams that are on lesser named programs like Virginia. The next is just pure sex appeal and swag. Miami, LSU. Tell me you would not love that. The U versus LSU, the Bayou Bengals versus the Hurricanes. Hell freaking yeah, right? Enough said? No, I, I disagree with this, but keep going. Okay. Syracuse, That's, I don't want to see that. I, I think LSU would stomp them. Uh, well, well, yeah, but you would get a lot of sex appeal with it. But I, then, I don't give about when sex appeal. I want action when I when I want sex appeal. I don't want a bunch of window dressing. LSU's also I want lost lingerie. It. I want butt naked. LSU's and I don't get, that. I don't get that with LSU. You know what I want? I want LSU Clemson. That's what I you want. You can't get it. You can't get it. Why? Because they're playing South Carolina, dumbass. Remember the, the rivalries? Uh, I, Look, I want I, the sex appeal of of Miami and LSU. Are you kidding me? That was I, one I was the most excited about. But Miami LSU. blows. They're six and seven. They're no good. Manny Diaz, no thank you. It was a first year coach, and he's built. He can build something. LSU's losing a ton. So you we look. LSU is going to be good and talented, but I thought that was one of the most sexy matchups on my list. Uh, I'll. The next one, Syracuse versus Texas A&M. That was just a goofy one, so I had to make something work. Then I've got North Carolina versus Tennessee, a classic border battle right there uh, where Vol fans and Tar Heels. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Then I got Duke versus Mississippi State, two really smart veteran offensive minds in David Cutcliffe and Mike Leach. Uh, David Cutcliffe is way more stable than Mike Leach, but I do think that would be a fun chess match to watch. Duke versus Mississippi State with those two head coaches. Then I get uh, I had to do Arkansas somewhere. So NC State versus Arkansas, they're both red. Wake Forest versus Missouri, they're both similarly in their color schemes. Plus, um, new Mizzou head coach Eli Drinkwitz just came from Appalachian State, which is right outside of Wake Forest. So there's some like geographical tie to that. Pitt versus Vanderbilt. They both really hate Kevin Stallings. So there's your tie there with ah, Pitt and Vanderbilt. Pitt would destroy him. And, well, of course. But, I mean, uh, Clemson's going to destroy South Carolina. So what are you going to do about it? Then the last matchup is Boston College versus Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin versus Bostonians would be incredibly entertaining. So those are my 10 matchups, SEC versus ACC, for this conference challenge. Uh, it's not perfect. And the ACC has some weird – some weird teams in their conference, but that's what you got to work with. And guess what? That is better than not having any non-conference games. Well, and that's what we're going to be playing with all year is it's better than what it was, right? Being able to not wear masks is better than wearing masks. And, and you're going to watch, you're going to watch some SEC teams play some teams they probably never played before. Look and look and kudos to you. You you gave it a try. Like it was it was. You have to make the matchups. I understand that. I just I want to see good games. And well, and and because of the four rivalries, it's hard. You cannot get as creative as I would have liked because Fair. you because Georgia Georgia Tech that is a snoozer every year. Like nobody wants to watch that. Like Kentucky Louisville's great. That that is a knock them out, drag them out type game. But you would like to be able to take Clemson and Georgia and match them up differently, so it's more of an easy uh, battle there. But I, I look, I think for what I was given, I think this is a good idea. 
I think the SEC and the ACC should absolutely be on board because they can make a bunch of money. And I think these matchups make a lot of sense. Yeah, I found the storyline in the majority of these teams that I had to work with. And and I think I would love for them to entertain it, right? That that's that's the one thing I think we all want is at least to have a news story break by a throwback Joe Shad or something like a, you know like a, a a report says ACC and SEC are discussing a possible challenge. That's all really I want. Yes, I want that is I, that's that's what we want. So, That's what we want. So Gmail Base brings up, so what's the percentage chance of this happening? That's the question we are going to ask you. In your opinion, Austin has laid out all of his keys. He threw out, threw out the matchup. Yep. The Notre Dame thing I don't think makes sense. But other than that, I think that it is a good plan. Every plan has holes in it, right? But I think this is a good plan. So this is what we're asking you. What percentage chance does this happen? I don't think that it is a 0%. I also don't think it's a 100% chance, right? Right. It's, it's somewhere in between, but you're so you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, right? there's a chance, Lloyd. There's a great it, chance. You know, Mary Swanson, there's a chance. So that is the question that we're putting out to you. Comment in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. We're broadcasting on all of these. Excellent work to put in the time. Thank now you. everybody understands it. What is the percentage chance? All right, before I get into because I see that the typical negative people in our comment section are, guess what, being negative. So uh, I will get to your negative comments uh, here in a second. But first, let me tell you about the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. Don't fumble on your recovery. Boneandjointtn.org. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic care and sports medicine. They will take care of you like they're going to take care of Zach and I once I have my shoulder surgery and Zach has his toe surgery. But the boneandjointtn.org is where to go. Check them out. A beautiful building right there, as you see on your screen, in Franklin, the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee, boneandjointtn.com. That's actually where I went to get my, my toe checked out. I yes. got a bone stir, spur on the top of my toe. Um, it's As been, I have a bone spur in my in my shoulder. Well, honestly, it's been better since the you know quarantine and pandemic because I haven't been playing as much basketball, right? So, yeah. like, so I, it's not going to go away. Unfortunately, that's what the doc said. So, but you can trust Bone and Joint Institute. We've got some really cool stuff on the horizon with them. Let's get to the comments because the question we're asking is what percentage chances the SEC and ACC challenge actually happened that Austin laid out. Uh, Tress comes in with 25%. Titan says zero. That is just a, uh, a Titan for life was, was the negative person that is always negative in the comments that I was kind of teasing there. Kyle Adams says 2% chance. G man on base says 50, 50, possibly Danny says 50% chance. A uh, guy says, I like it, but I'll say 15 champs says 25%. 50% chance the season finishes it out. 50% chance one time the ACC and SEC challenges the possibility. Well, hey, let me, let me stop you there. Math says 25. Let me, let me stop you there. It's because there is a lot of variables in this upcoming college football season, obviously. That's the reason why the Big Ten and the Pac-12 has just said screw the non-conference. So there's a lot of variables here uh, for this to happen. Uh, but I do think 2021's college football season will be impacted in some way. Because of the coronavirus, there's going to be some some uh, delay or hangover from this season and the next season. So you could have the ability to make this a two-year thing with a home-and-home -home included down the road to make even more money if 
if that that could be a possibility. God, I want by next fall, 2021 oh, fall, I want coronavirus to be so far off of this earth and out of my mind, it's not even funny. Knowing totally that that's agree. not going to totally happen. Agree. It's here to stay, yeah. so we got to deal with it and stop being uh, you know what. But uh, Seth Clark says 20, uh, 2020, he's going 20%. <laughs> uh, Hunter Morgan says 40%. Uh, John says close to 50% chance of that happening. David Tain says 12.5. Zach Goodman says 40. So, Austin, you've put this plan out. What do you think personally as a percentage chance and chance that they talk about this and maybe they oh. put this idea together? Percentage chance that they talk about this is going – I per, percentage chance they have conversations about this, I will say 75%. That they're going to talk about this. Why? Because the ADs at Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and Kentucky are wanting to keep their rivalry game in the ACC. So I think it's a high chance that it gets discussed. And I think if if I and you and everybody watching the show just peppers Greg Sankey and John Swafford with the article that I'm going to release after the show – uh, with with all of the logistics and the details written out and the matchups written out, I'm just going to send it to whoever I think can talk about it and spread the word about it. But the percentage chance of it happening, I think a 40% chance makes, makes sense for me because those four ADs in the SEC East are going to fight like hell to make some to to get their game on the to keep that game on the schedule, and I think. Other SEC East programs will want another game for TV revenue, and I think it's up to the ACC. I think the SEC ADs will be on board. It's it's how can they convince the ACC to do this because the ACC thinks it's better than it actually is, and they can talk a big game, but the way they cannot talk a big game is if they actually play the games. And so the ACC will probably be the, the harder conference to convince uh, to be on board with this idea. And that's and why say, that was my first question to you, right? So that's why my you say 40. I go but money, well, but money. And we're talking millions well, of money, dollars. Well, money brings it up, and then all the other ones bring it down, right? That's how you weigh your percentage. Uh, I'm lower than 40. I'm actually at 15, and it goes to the things that I've set out. I think it's a good plan. I think they'll talk about it. That's where my 15% chance, along with the revenue that they could yield, and it's a creative idea, right? If those two conferences say we made X hundreds of millions of dollars for our university during a pandemic, we're going to come out better on the other side. There's repercussions for all this, right? I mean, every business is going to feel the repercussions of the pandemic in this past summer and this year in general. Here's where it, why I'm so low. I don't think the ACC wants to do it. You said that they that, that would be the hardest. They it really the money benefits them but the 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 publicity or negative pub that they're going to get i think is not beneficial to them and then the big part of the reason why i'm so low is notre dame well i notre I, dame is not going to sit on the sidelines while everybody else makes hundreds of millions of dollars in a shared revenue model and they don't play that's not fair to Notre Dame, and the ACC is not going to mess up the relationship with Notre Dame because it goes a lot further than just football. Notre Dame makes them money elsewhere because of their TV contract, because of their brand, because of everything. So that, I think, is the one – and what do you know? Notre Dame comes and messes everything up again. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's, that is the reason why. But I, I think with my matchups, I think the ACC has a chance to win several games here. 
That's I think, fine. You can, but you, you Clemson you, is going to beat South Carolina, right? That that's easy. Louisville and Kentucky is a toss up. I think Wake Forest would have a really good chance to beat Missouri because Missouri has a first year coach. I think Boston College versus Ole Miss. Those are similar situations. Uh, Boston College was barely a, a bowl game uh, or was a bowl team last year. Uh, Syracuse, Texas A&M is probably not the best matchup. NC State versus Arkansas. Either team can win that game. I think Virginia versus uh, Auburn, that could be a, an interesting matchup for sure. I think Pitt would absolutely beat Vanderbilt. I think North Carolina versus Tennessee is pretty even. And I think – who did I have Duke playing? Um I got to remember who I had Duke playing. I Duke Mississippi State. Duke can beat Mississippi State, and and so I think there's several wins there for the ACC. That's, that's where they're not going to be embarrassed. Well, that, that's fine, but you can't think about football. You have to think about money, and that's what I'm doing. Money, you, like money. The ACC is going to win when it comes to money in the pockets because of this idea. Not without Notre Dame. Okay, so so what do you do? So how do you get Notre Dame involved without making everything uneven? Well, the creative ideas would be because you can't pluck another team from a conference. Like they're not going to do that, right? Right. That's, because that's you're like cheating. You know, right. you, you can't go got, sleep. With, you can't go sleep with somebody besides your wife and come back and say, "Hey, it was a good fling. How's it going?" Now, some people have that open relationship, but not many. And in this conference and in this situation, well, that didn't happen. And you you're can't have just kick one. out. You can't just kick out one ACC team to replace them with Notre Dame. You've got to make a deal. No, no, and you can't. Yeah, you can't just boot them out the door. You're right. Yeah, you can't say sorry, Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, unless so. unless something happens with the state of New York or uh, with Boston College and that situation inside that city and that state with the coronavirus where they don't have that reality. Right. And, and so there, there's one possibility, but you can't hope that the coronavirus kicks them out. Right. right. You can't live on that hope. You're going to have to go take another independent team or a, Utah or BYU. <laughs> I mean, BYU needs games. Notre Dame needs games. So there you go. They have them play each other. Uh, but that, uh, but something, right. I, well, that's up to Notre Dame. Notre Dame has to do that on their own because they're independent and they've been benefiting off of that for decades. Now, now they're left on an island. They by don't themselves. have to do anything. You don't understand, Austin. You don't treat Notre Dame. Notre like Dame currently they, only has like five games on its schedule, and they they run stuff. Okay, they do, but they're in a situation you can't where just say screw you, Notre Dame. Stop saying that because that is not realistic. That makes this plan phony. So you, you you have to you have to figure out a way Notre Dame is in because they yield the most money, right? They yield more money than probably everybody in the ACC besides Clemson. And that's probably close, and it's only because Clemson has won national championships here recently. That is your it's your it is your brand. It is the biggest brand that you have besides Clemson. Yeah. You can't tell them to kick rocks. So okay. you gotta All figure right. out. Then, then we can figure like something. North Dakota State. Oh, and okay, but them? that's not that, that's not on the SEC to do that. <laughs> For this to work, a puzzle. Okay, it's so, a puzzle. so here, G Man says, just say screw you to a piece, or you have an incomplete puzzle." All right, G Man on base says the Irish, uh, the Notre Dame versus Navy. Yeah, it was supposed to be played in Ireland. How about you just play that game here? Uh, and that could work. Now, Johnny Lee says, Austin, why do you hate Vandy so much? Pitt, really? I don't hate Vandy. I gave Vandy the best option because 
Vandy and Pitt both hate Kevin Stallings, and so that would be a great matchup. I would disagree that you don't hate Vandy, but that's not, another not, not that much that I like. I I I do not like Vanderbilt's administration for what they're doing to their communications part in sports. I think it's stupid. You don't like Vanderbilt. I don't you, like Vanderbilt because they don't do things the right way. You don't like Vanderbilt, period, because you're a Tennessee fan and they don't do things right, right. But call a spade a spade. Don't say that you don't hate Vanderbilt when you do hate Vanderbilt. But that's I gave, like me. That's like me saying I don't hate Mississippi State. And you know what? The results are in, and that's the biggest lie I've ever had. And I don't, I don't lie because I hate Mississippi State. But I, but uh, to Tress's point, if I, if I really hated Vanderbilt, I would have given them a way tougher opponent. I gave them Pitt, which is not like a year-to-year great football team. They have ups and they have downs, and they have a storyline. I did my best to create a storyline within as many matchups as I can. And Pitt and Vandy, they have a mutual disdain for Kevin Stallings, and I think that would make sense. G-Man on base says, who do I have the Vols playing? Uh, I had the Vols playing North Carolina because of a border battle. I, I also, smart, right? I also thought, I also thought of this. I also thought of Tennessee versus Wake Forest because Wake Forest's head coach is Dave Clawson, who was once a really bad Vols offensive coordinator, and Wake Forest athletic director is one John Curry. So I thought about that. Uh, but I, I think Missouri, Wake Forest, that makes a better sense as the full puzzle piece had to be laid out. All right, so here's the hard question we're about to ask you. This is now goes into something a little bit bigger than football, right? So if the Pac-12 and the Big Ten have said conference games, right? So that's a number of eight. Is that correct? They play eight? Oh, I believe well. the uh, Big Ten plays nine. The big, yeah, you're right. The big two, because that's what they, the, the SEC, that's been the battle between. So, how many college football games do you think we'll have this fall? Right. This is a complete opinion, and we'll probably do this again because it's July 15th. It's midway through July. July has not gone the way that I hoped it would go in like April when I thought we were going to reach the peak. You remember those Facebook memes of like, if you tell the South that they have to stay inside for two weeks to save football, they'll do it. (laughs) Do you remember those in the month of April? It's a joke because you can't tell Americans what what to do. But guess what? Here we are. You can't tell Americans. I know, but here we are with the risk of not having a football season. So the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have nine-game conference schedules. So So they just stripped away three non-conference weeks in their 12 games. So how many how many football games in college football do you think will be played this season? Well, how do you the- answer this question? This is actually not a very good question because is it is it or do you think we're going to have a season? Do you think like well what's wh- uh, I'll talk through my thought process because initially I thought if I thought if uh, both if these co- power 5 conferences uh, if they decide to go conference only, I thought that, hey, maybe you can make it a 10-game conference schedule so you get more opportunities to play and you can have a better chance of finding the best team for the college football playoff because everything's about money, right? Whenever somebody has asked me over the last several months of, hey, is there going to be a football season? I've always answered with, I feel confident that the that the leagues, the NFL and the Power Five conferences that have a gazillion dollars of TV contract money, I feel like they're going to do something. They're going to play something. And so I thought maybe the SEC would go from an eight to a 10-game schedule. Same thing with the Big Ten right. and the Pac-12. 
So, so you're getting into the weeds of games and games. Well, the that, real it, question, well, but that the real question is: Do you think college football? Do you think the season will be complete if it started? That's the real the the real question of this because it, it doesn't matter about the number, right? If you start something and you only get six games instead of eight. You're not going to have a bowl season or a national championship. Well, I think I think the college football playoff is the only postseason that will happen. You can kiss the bowl games goodbye. There is no point in for, in this year uh, for you know uh, the uh, the Vols to play in the Belk Bowl after going whatever their conference record would be. Right, like that's not going to happen. Bowl games are going to be the first thing to get cut uh, for postseason. I think the college football playoff. Maybe expanding is an option here that we can talk about once we know more about this later in the month of July. But really where I got kind of started thinking about this is uh, Buck had on his 615 Sessions podcast, he had Braden Gall on from Athlon Sports. And Braden thinks that a very realistic possibility is you have six games. It's a six-game season. And the SEC East and West play their division opponents, six games, same thing with the Big Ten and the other. The Big 12 doesn't have division, so that's a little more complicated. But they get their division opponents in and consider that a win. Because if you get your division opponents in, now you have an East and a West champion. You go, the easiest thing that could happen is taking two weeks and putting two division champs in a bubble and playing one game. Same thing for the college football playoff. Is you take four teams in one city and they play two games and they're there for three to four weeks of practicing and preparation and quarantining, that makes sense because you're limiting the amount of people that are in that are traveling and doing things. And so I think Braden's six-game season is not a, a crazy thought of what reality could become. Well, and he's dumbed it down. So, Austin, I'll ask you this question. If the college football season actually does start, do you think it will be completed? Because what you just said, you just said, well – Let's try to make it easier, right? Six games instead of eight or well, nine or your ACC, SEC champion. Completed means when you start, everything that you've set out to do prior to what these discussions are, right? The Big Ten and the ACC have said they want to have only conference games, no non-conference games. Completing that schedule, do you think that that will happen? I think it's unlikely that they start the season and accomplish everything that the schedule looked like when it started. I think there's going to be some type of pause that will have to happen for a couple of weeks or something. There's going to be an interruption. And with the interruption, there's going to be adaptations that they'll have to make to the schedule. This is just my guess and my yeah. projection opinion, right? I, I highly doubt that Greg Sankey has said Monday that, um, that uh, they are going to wait till late July to make a schedule. So they are going to make a schedule and then attempt to start that schedule. And once they start it, something will happen where they have to change it up a little bit and tweak it as they move forward. So Rob brings up three games and then an intermission. Basically, you know, a, a, a time to – again, people are going to test positive. That is the that is the issue is people thinking that positive tests are like death. And that's just what our society thinks right now, and it's unfortunate, but that's how it is. So, So when they start – I think, and this is this is what I believe what will happen. I think, as Rudy says, college football will start. I think they will look closely at the NBA, the NHL. Yeah, the real true test is here in a couple of weeks when the NBA, the NHL, and the MLB start back, and those are professional sports leagues. It's 
can college football and really the NFL too, can they learn from all of those mishaps, right? The NBA is going through it now. They got a snitch phone line for people calling in, telling on other players. They got guys trying to get Uber Eats that are really crossing that line of the bubble and they're having to get punished and quarantined for eight days. So they're going to learn from that. Everybody, everybody is not in for the greater good of football. Everybody's not in for the greater good of health. Everybody has a different opinion. That's the best part about America. And so when you put these players in a bubble and essentially pay them for their freedom, that's what they're doing. They're taking away their freedom. They're putting them under a strict set of guidelines and rules, and they're paying them handsomely for that. You're always going to have in class the class clowns that question the teachers. You're always going to. So that's going to happen for college football. I think they will start, and I think, unfortunately, until there's a vaccine, I think it will get canceled. Well, and and, and real quick, because uh, you brought up a couple things I wanted to mention. Tress says, if the reports of the vaccines working are true, then I think uh, this goes as proof sooner rather than later. But from what I read yesterday about that vaccine report is they're about to, later this month in a couple of weeks, they're going to start a 30,000-person study. That The report that came out yesterday about the vaccine showing some signs of working was from March. And that happened in July, right? So that took a, a few months to get those results back. So the vaccine progress that Tress is bringing up, I don't think has any impact on what this college football season is going to be. Another thing you brought up too, Zach. I is disagree that, with that. Another thing you brought up too, Zach, that's, that's fine, uh, is that um, the NBA players are being paid handsomely for – for sacrifices. College athletes are not being paid handsomely above the table, maybe under the table, not above it. Um, so, so it's very, it's, it's a lot, it's a different ask for an NFL player to say, sit, sit in this bubble for six months. Like we talked about with Taylor Lewan for your, this salary that you make on your contract versus, Hey, college students, I know room and board and maybe we'll get you some extra like meals at the dining room. I, you know, it's a, it's, it's very well, different. It's how much can you take advantage of a young person's passion and a young person's passion can be put to the test about football. And really if they've been, and they've been living in a, in a bubble or a quarantine for the last several months, that's what I think that they're betting on is these players are willing and able to do it because they're young. I think less of them are scared of the virus. I think the, the virus, as far as the rhetoric that is spewed in our society, is controlled by the older individuals and the media. And that is not a description of a college student. So I think that they can take advantage of that. I think it is the, the responsibility of the governing body of each university to make sure they are safe, right? I, I agree with that. But you can't tell me that they're going to have the strenuous testing that the NBA or other these professional leagues, they don't have the money. They, they don't have the money, especially because that money usually had to be spread over all of these other sports. Right, yeah. And you have to be fair. The NBA and the NFL does not have to be fair. If you want to suspend Ray Rice for a season or Black – Blackball Colin Kaepernick, you can do that, right? Well, they they don't have do that. Yeah, they don't have to be fair. Colleges, they are going to come back to say what is fair to the student athlete. The funny caveat is 
it's not going to be fair to them because they're really not getting paid. That would right. be the fair. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, you know, and then uh, like Tennessee, for example, they're planning on having students on campus in classes uh, to start the semester, which a lot of colleges are not. And so go ahead. But Champ brings up this point, right? It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Definitely won't have it if they don't get the money from college football. It's something that you have to have. It's catch 22. We got to keep our students safe, but damn it, we got to have college football money or our entire university is going to crumble or be in the red for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So overall, Zach, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on my SEC ACC challenge? On all, uh, on the whole thing, on all of my research, all of my studies, my plans, my at my five aspects, you thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm not asking you if it's perfect or not. I, I, I'll tell you. I like it. Thumbs up. I think it has a fatal flaw in it. And the Notre fatal Dame. flaw is Notre Dame. And until you fix that, it's like a hole in your boat. It could be a great boat. But if you have a hole in it, eventually that, that dude's going to sink. So I like the boat. Love the boat. Looks good. But I think if you try to set it up on ocean, uh, on on open water, you're going to be at the bottom of the ocean. And that's because of Notre Dame, and I hate that because I hate Notre Dame. I hate the Fighting Irish. I don't like the people that run it. I don't like the, the prudes that they carry themselves about. And we got Notre Dame fans. I don't really care. That's how I think. You probably hate me. That's fine. But that's – I love the idea. I just think it needs to be fixed. All right. I don't know how to fix that. I think that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. And well, Notre Dame's not an official. And look, like Notre Dame would add more money, but they can still do that. They would add the most money. <laughs> right, but like we're already had like that's the point of why this idea works. And this isn't a new idea for well, me. They open I've- up another network, which is not a bad thing. And the other network is NBC. So now you get a huge conglomerate of a, of a network to throw in more yeah, advertising well, I, dollars. And that's something that Syracuse or NC State or Wake Forest cannot offer. Do. Sure. And no that's doubt. the facts. No doubt. No doubt about that. And I, I just I, I don't know how it works out because Notre Dame at makes number 15. You got to go get some flex seal. Yeah, I saw that comment too. Rob, Rob, Rob Rob says, (laughs) fix that, get that flex seal. Can flex seal fix our Notre Dame problem with my SEC versus ACC challenge? Uh, And then Champ says, Zach speaking like he has experience in sinking a boat. I have never, and I don't want to ever be on a sinking boat. I've never done that. Not that I know of. Same. Never have. Uh, I don't. That would be scary. I've been on some rough waters. I've been on a boat that uh, I've been on a speedboat that got its motor knocked off by a tree under the water on a lake. So we were, we were stranded for a few hours. I was like ten years old. Everything was okay. I really need to knock on wood because I think I'm going on a boat this weekend. So I don't want that thing to sink. All right, A to Z Sports here live um, on a Wednesday. Let's get to throw in shade. Before we get to throw in shade, Zach, tell the people about CalvinAndSubtle.com. Yeah, it's where you need to get your hardwood floors. You've been at your house for probably quite some time. Calvin and Subtle can help you. 615-448-6414. You see that right there on your screen. Give them a call. It's simple. They come out. They take a look at what you want redone, refinished. You want to pull up that carpet that, you know, Max has been peeing all over your little your little puppy, you know, over the last several months. 
rip that thing up and get some brand new hardwood floors. And they can be lap of luxury or cost effective. Trust Calvin and Subtle. They've been trusted for years right here in Middle Tennessee. 615-448-6414. You pick out your perfect hardwood floors one to two weeks. They come install it. And look, what happy life, happy wife, happy wife, happy life. You are just gliding. You get a pair of rollerblades on that on that thing. This is going to be the best decision you make. CalvinandSubtle.com, 615-448-6414. It is eSports. Don't forget, AZ30 for 30% off all of our orders at shop.azsportsnational.com. Have our guy Sal from Jersey uh, get a couple things yesterday. AZ30 for 30% off anything at shop.azsportsnashville.com. So, Zach, you're – you're going to throw shade on me, right? Yes, I am. So my shade today, I, I thought about my initially my shade was going to be on the Big Ten for making their decisions so early and for being selfish and for uh, basically screwing the Mac and all and without really being able to work on that. But my shade today is simply on the wire transfer that happened in my bank account before I even woke up this morning, July 15th, tax day, a day that I've been dreading and a day that I will always dread for the rest of my professional life. Happy tax day, everybody, as the government just takes a lot of my money, Zach's money, your money, his money, her money. Happy tax day, everybody. Uh, we got three months later on tax day, but it still sucks. And that is my shade tax day. Uh, everybody's now poor. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, you have to pay for your freedoms, right? Yeah, so, no, I just, I it, Yeah. You pay for your freedoms or you get locked up. That's how this works. And the good thing is, is I, the three month buffer gave time to uh, find some more money, I guess. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It, it's no good when you know that uh, the government's going to grab that money out of your, especially if you're like us, right? We yeah. self-employed. Yeah, self-employed, small business owners. Were used just to, really- I used to like tax day because I get money back, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, those days long gone. But no, they've a lot been happier, longer. A lot better that uh, we work for ourselves. For, Rudy says, sure. throwing some shade on DoorDash driver. Driver decides to not pick up the food and marked as picked up, even though the driver didn't pick it up. I've had that happen before. Very similar situation, Rudy. I called it in. The guy picked it up, was on my way to the house, turned around, went back, dropped it off, and left and canceled the order. And I was like, and I had to call the restaurant. They gave me a free pizza, but that, that ha- I, that's out of your control. Yeah, I've actually so, never, I've never used DoorDash. Uh, well, it was Uber Eats, but oh, I, I don't like Uber Eats. I could throw shit on Uber Eats all the time just because it costs so much to, it's like double the price, it feels like. Then if I just went and picked it up myself. A ton of fees, yes. Yeah, fees out the wazoo. So I, I'd rather just drive 10 minutes on the road, go pick it up, come back. But go ahead. So Austin, my shade is at you. And it's unfortunate. I'm actually going to do this live on air. Uh, I am going, and uh, look, I'm not going to completely destroy you. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to sit there and say, get out of my life. I'm not going to unfollow you. But I am going to hide your Instagram stories for the foreseeable future. <laughs> and my my shade, and everybody can listen up, Austin finds this funny. And I'll have – you can speak on why you do this. But Austin takes Instagram stories of his dogs taking a shit. Like, that, I'm just going to call it like it is. 
I don't want to see that ever or at all. I don't like watching my dog, Tux, and I love my dog, take shits. I don't like doing it. So what you have done, you have now put this out to the public of watching your dog's poop. I don't want to see that anymore. So officially, I am hiding your story. If you ever take this to an Instagram post, I will unfollow you. But that is not something that I want to see. I don't like talking about defecation. I don't like... I, I don't like that. And so I'm out on your Instagram stories. It's not entertaining. It's not good content. Oh, it and is. you you yourself should know what good content is. So officially hiding your story from my Instagram probably forever. For, I don't for care. A lot of people love it. A lot of people love it. Like who? Uh, I, get, I get laughing emojis. I get responses of... Uh, Jonathan Crompton said challenge accepted because I know he has like four or five dogs. So here's the goal. It's synchronized shitting. It's not just them pooping. It's them doing it at the same time because I am a dog dad and I have fun with it. A goal of mine is to have is because with dogs, you have to run them around to get their poops worked up or you're just going to be standing outside a lot longer. So my goal is, which is a fun game that I play uh, nearly every day, is what can I do to make my dogs both have to poop at the same time? Because then I just use one poop bag and I save poop bags there. So that's a fun time for me. And as Rob says, it was one and a half seconds off. No, it was at the same time. They were pooping at the same time. So saving, so one of your justifications, I want to say all of them, is saving poop bags. I literally, you can buy, and I have them, you can buy 900 poop bags for 14 bucks. So that is the worst justification of that. It's a game that I play. Zach, I'm an old man. You can buy it yourself. I I don't want to see it. And I have a lot of people who really enjoy it because my wife does it too. And people think it's hilarious. People love the synchronized shitting videos. And I'm sorry that you don't like it. And that's okay. Like one person, one person not liking my content doesn't mean it's bad content or I'm going to stop content. Look, look, I'm not sitting here. I'm going to, because I can't tell you what to do. For, look, freedom. You, you're a free man. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can wear a mask or not wear a mask. But I am going to make my life easier by not watching poop videos. It's not like up close poop videos. It's not. They're taking squats. Uh, so I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm hiding your story. And, and uh, look, don't, don't be, be a. I'm going to take a line out of your book. Don't I'm, be a prude. No, I told. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. And you know, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm hiding your story. I'm getting your poop videos out. That's my shade. That's my shade. Oh, come on. It's like, and Rob's right. I'm not, I'm build not up getting, poop videos. I'm They're not awful. getting close. I'm not like zooming in or getting really in there. <laughs> do you want, do you like watching anything take a poop? That's not fun. That's oh, not entertaining. You're being, you're That's being not ridiculous. It's I, funny. It's it, funny. I don't, and look again, it's personal preference. I don't find it. So I'm going to adjust that. That's my shade for today. Uh, Rudy says, imagine if someone is eating their food and they see their friend's Facebook story posting their dogs pooping. Again, it's great, not like great, Rudy. Rudy, you, you Rudy but, will get the love of the show. I'm not like giving you a close-up of the turd after Rudy, it's sitting in the grass steaming. No, Rudy, you're gonna get a care of the show because you care about people and watching their poop videos while eating, which is not very good. Well, and I've seen celebrities do this, and like me and my wife do this every day. It's the pup date, right? 
What did they do this morning? Did they make both their peas and their poops? How many times have they done that throughout the day? Because we want to make sure that one of our dogs is not holding pee for way too long or something. That's fine. Do that on your own dime. And if you look, I'm not out on dog videos. I make dog videos with my dog. Those are funny. He was chasing a rabbit yesterday. That's good content. But him pooping? Lighten up, Francis. It's a dog taking a dump from a distance. It's not like up. No, I'm not going to lighten up. I'm going to hide your story and never see it again. So that's what I'm going to do. I've told you. I've already called Titans for Life negative once. (laughs) It says, I agree with Zach. You can't please everybody. So Titans for Life doesn't agree with my synchronized shitting videos. I'm sorry. People think it's funny. People like it. It's it's okay. You don't have to get like, it's fine that I don't like them and I'm not going to watch them. And it doesn't happen that often. It's a rare, it's a rare. And I've had, I've had friends who have seen the videos and then they have made it a point to go try to get their multiple dogs to do it as well. Perfectly fine. But if you put the percentage of all of your stories in the last year, there's a high percentage of just poop videos of all your stories. So that's what I'm basing that on. And that's my shade for today. Look, you, I don't like when you throw shade on me. You don't like when I throw shade on you. You're going to have to deal with it. I'm no longer going to have to deal with your poop story. This is just another – there's three consecutive days we've brought up that the male Karen is G-off and that Zach is the male Karen G-off. That's the most absurd thing because <laughs> you – it's gross. <laughs> it's nasty. Gross. And it's, you it's can, grotesque. You can't even get see it the poop. My screen. You look, can't I'm, even – I'm done with it, bud. It's fine. It's over. It's over. Look, after this show is done, I'll never speak about it again because I'll never see it again. So I'm a happy camper, but that's my shade. I didn't tell you to stop doing it. I said, I'm going away. Yeah. Uh, Titans for for Life saying, oh, I call it maturity. Oh, my God, you're so mature. Congrats. Have some fun. You're immature by watching poop videos. It's it's not poop videos. It's like exactly what it is. It's poop. You can barely see the poop. What, you you can barely see a video see of me taking a dump no, and videoing it because you're not a cute exactly, dog. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and plus, like, it's it's from it. Like, I'm, you can't barely see the actual poop. It's nasty. I'm done talking about oh it. Show God. Don't be a prude. No, don't be nasty. I'm not nasty. <laughs> you can barely see anything. They're just no, taking squat. Go find better content. That's what I would say. Okay. Find better content. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you guys later. That's a great addition to Thorn Shade here on this uh, Wednesday. Uh, Oh, I just God, don't like. Such- I don't like talking about it, and I, I set myself up for this. this. Is the last time I'm talking about it. I don't like talking. You know this about me. I've always been this way. I don't like talking about like dumps or like fecal matter. I just don't like it. But do so, you pick up your dog's poop? Huh? Do you pick up your dog's poop? Yeah, but I don't document it. <laughs> so, but like, it's not. It's just dog poop. So, so if you have a dog, you pick the it up. Caveat is I don't document it. Everybody poops. There's a book. I get it. But it doesn't mean you have to talk about it or video it or showcase it or demonstrate it or put it up on a on a story. That's all I'm saying. Oh, geez. All right, guys. We'll have a have a good Wednesday. Buck rising tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. Also, tighten up trivia and a tighten up podcast out today. We'll see you guys later on. Have a great rest of your day. If you have multiple dogs, try it. It's two, very gratifying. Two pups, one cup. I'm out. <laughs> yeah.